The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. interesting day for you i'm okay yeah. um, you know it was a lot of just like me trying to keep it cool <laughs> yeah yeah i did not i was gonna call ask you if, if that was a train and then i thought well it's north bound and this happened yeah. in brooklyn so it probably didn't affect Brought so much. I mean, it didn't. It didn't affect him, right? Mm. Thank God it yeah. didn't affect yeah. him. He was fine. He yeah. sent me a text at 8 30 or 8 45 saying, Holy shit, I was just there. Yeah. Um so I was like, cool. Like, that's my biggest nightmare. So I I was just talking to somebody else about like growing up with anxiety and mm. uh sometimes when you grow up with anxiety, you think that you uh can tell the future. <laughs> Because, because you work through all the scenarios in your yes. head. Like even subconsciously, you're thinking about the scenarios. And then what happens is your brain lands on the most probable ones. <laughs> and then that becomes like the the thing that's going to happen. That you yeah. are, your brain is 
you know, preparing. Yeah. 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 And sometimes those mm-hmm. things did happen. So you would think – like you, I would think to myself like, oh, okay. I, I my, And I remember – I remember growing up and fully believing, fully mm-hmm. believing that my father, mm-hmm. my dad, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, in my dad's family, they just, they all have it. Like it were a fucking Encanto or something and everybody has a magical gift of, <laughs> of seeing into the future. But actually yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. it's just everybody is hi, like high anxiety, high stress people mm-hmm. who are constantly mm-hmm. thinking the worst. So yeah, I always said, I was just, I was talking to one of my my cousins about it and she said how she grew up always assuming like always jumping to the worst conclusion in her head like mm-hmm. if something if somebody's delayed five minutes immediately in mm-hmm. her head she's like they must have died right like and yeah. I, I I told her you know I also think that way like she was saying like I think it's so weird that I think that way I was like I also think that way especially because I have children Mm-hmm. I'm always assuming the worst thing, but I yeah. sometimes have to just chalk myself off that ledge and be like, no, it's fine. So a lot of times like when fa- – because father works in – my husband works in Brooklyn mm-hmm. in Sunset Park mm-hmm. at a hospital very close to where there was a shooting today. And he takes the R train and he takes it from Manhattan to Brooklyn. But, you know, his train does stop at the station where there mm-hmm. was all this yeah. craziness today. And – and so for a long time, like if his trains got delayed and stuff, I would just be like, in my head, I'd be like, okay, well, now I got to figure out how I'm going to tell the kids that their dad died, <laughs> right? Like I'm on automatically, my my insane brain goes there. So we started sharing each other's location, and he right. was like, "Can you leave me alone?" <laughs> <laughs> but when he told me this morning, I mean, he was perfectly safe. He was in the safest place you could be, the hospital. We're actually yeah. like there was a lot of activity at his hospital because that was a hospital where everybody was taking the injured. Yeah. This is the closest hospital to where the right. shooting happened. Um, and there was like a ton of police activity and all that stuff. So he was perfectly safe. But the whole rest of the day, I was like, so, hey, like, when are you going to get home? Like, what's going on? I was like Googling jobs in New Jersey. <laughs> They're just like, hey, like, this is in Princeton, which is, like, kind of a hike. Like, I get it. It's, like, over an hour drive. But, like, just look at it. Like, see if you want to apply to. (laughs) I was gently like, hey, do you mind quitting your job and, like, just staying home? (laughs) You do your job from home. I could do. Just, you know. So, um, it was just, you know, I think 9-11 really sort of increase my anxiety in in those respects it Mm -hmm. felt almost it was weird because i was watching tv and i'm watching all the places so so when new york spots you know the locations are mentioned on tv it immediately my brain just goes to 9-11 because those Mm -hmm. were the spots right this bridge and that bridge and nypd and all the all the words that were yeah. being uttered on TV, that was just what I was reminded of. And it was kind of like weird because I sat there for, and for a second there, I almost, it felt like familiar, like almost mm-hmm. being home. I was like, yeah, it was just the weirdest sensation because I, and I'm like, what am I feeling? What is this feeling that I'm feeling? This is horrible. And yeah. My daughter came down because she has spring break, and I was explaining to her. And then I, I started talking about 9-11, and she was like, um, I, said, um, I said September 11th, right? 
And she's yeah. like, what is that? And I was like, what? You don't know what September 11th is? And then I said 9-11. Oh, 9-11. Okay. Oh, is that why it's called 9-11? I was like, yes. Oh, my God. That's Maya. why it's called 9-11. She was like, no, I thought it was called 9-11 because it was 9-1-1. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so... But it's, it's like I was explaining to her where I was and how it everything went down and why it's so stressful and the fear and how people might be scared now and yeah. the other trains that are all have all been stopped and they don't know where they are, what's going on. They're hearing rumors. People are probably calling them, telling them what happened in one station. And they're probably thinking about themselves and how scared they must be. So I was just trying to walk her through that. And I was like, oh, why it feels so familiar. And I guess we have all been changed by that and the trauma of it. And I think the trauma for us as brown people was a little extra on top of it, yeah. like watching that, but then going through the aftermath was so much more trauma as well that um, it sort of sits with you. Well, it's immediately sort of becomes part of your, um, your uh, you know, your structural being, I guess. It becomes sort of like your response to, it's like your panic response almost, yeah. right? Like, Yeah, it was like, okay, now that the the event has occurred, it felt almost like a relief that the anxiety went away. Now it became like a, okay, now it's a response time. So now yeah. I know what to do. Yeah, That's what I was trying to say before. It's crazy because like it always is two things, right? Immediately you're like, is everybody okay? Is yeah. everyone fine? Did they find the guy? And then for like brown people, it's always like, what is this person's background? Um, what yeah. are they linked to? And they haven't found the dude. So that's yeah. like the other really scary thing. Right. It's like they're not sure where he is or what he is. And and it's so crazy because like – so that part of it really was panic – making me panic all day because my mm-hmm. husband was like, it's okay. The subways aren't running. Yeah. I'm just going to take the ferry from Brooklyn to Manhattan and then I'll walk to the PATH train. I'll take the PATH train home. Like it's yeah. not a big deal, whatever. And I was like, can you just like not get on an underground transport? Like I would yeah. just like it if you didn't yeah. do that. I don't want you getting on, on a public transport. So yeah. we Ubered. He Ubered from his hospital in Brooklyn to Harrison where his car is parked in Jersey. And um, and it was crazy because it was like this is such a – he was like this is so unnecessary. Like it's so much money. And I was like, right, but like we can afford it and it, we have the privilege to be able to. But at the same mind, at the same mm-hmm. moment, I was like – this is not something that people in New York are able to access. Not all people in New York can access. Did he have to pay surge? Uber yeah, surge? I mean, it was like, it was like a, <laughs> yeah, it was expensive. I mean, it was actually more expensive for people to be going from like Brooklyn to Manhattan mm-hmm. than it was for Fahad to go from Brooklyn to New Jersey. Yeah. Um, Because that's how the surge pricing was happening, which is like yeah. super, which is like another fucked up thing. But like, the fact that we were able to – he was able to just, like, get home on an Uber, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that all people in New York can afford. Like, yes, it's, like, one of the most absolutely ridiculously most expensive cities to live in. But New York City runs because there are a lot of people that don't make money mm-hmm. the way that a lot of wealth – like, the, you know, the Upper West Side or anything. Like, yeah. or even, like, the, how expensive it is to bro- live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, I'm just rambling, but like it just reminded me a lot of like the disparity in yeah. um 
in living conditions in this area, right. but like how how our response to something like this is very different because we have access to a lot of things that other people don't. And right. my anxiety was so high despite having that much access. So like right. how do people feel who don't have access to those right. things, right? One thing that, you know, you don't think about all the time, but it struck me when they were talking to passengers that had been on the train was that these are people that work in the restaurant industry. They worked in warehouses. They're all blue collar jobs yeah. that they have to go to. There's no other, they don't have any other modes of transport. This is, they they probably live where they live because they want to use the public transport to get to the jobs that they have to get to on time. There were kids that were going to school and they use public transport to go to school, yep. oftentimes by themselves with yep. no parents, especially yep. if you're in middle school and above. So it was like, Oh my, it, it's so unthinkable, right? Living in this in suburbia here and putting my kid on a bus, school bus with all my neighbors to the neighborhood school, which she could have also walked to. It's um it's kind of kind of unusual. You don't think about how life in a very bustling city works and yeah. what the constraints may be. And yeah. what a fucked up place. Like, what was what was about the neighborhood that even, asked, like, why that train? Why that stop? Why? Why that train? Why that stop? Like, and, and Sunset Park. Why those Park, people? I just doesn't make sense to me. And Sunset Park isn't, like, a bougie part of Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. that is not a bougie part of Brooklyn. That is yeah. not, like, Brooklyn it's Heights or class. Prospect yeah. Park. These are working class people. These are, like, a lot of immigrants and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you're not looking at, like, a super fancy avocado toast and espresso coffee shop, Brooklyn. Yeah. This is not yeah. that. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just like, hope that they Ray find was the saying dude. it's mostly Asian. So, she was like, is this Asian yes, made? Is that's it the other thing stuff? that I was thinking. I don't understand it. Yeah. She was like, there's Hispanics and Asians here. That Those are the only people that live here. I mean, that's the biggest population there. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, it's all blue-collar immigrant workers. So why would yeah. anybody want to do that to them, to innocent people? I just don't. I mean, all people in this situation would be innocent. But I'm just saying that it doesn't yeah. even make sense from a, uh, from a statement point of view. Yeah, it doesn't. And then yeah. the only thing that I was thinking was that is this like a targeted Asian hate crime because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because of the population that was there. Right. But I don't right. know. I hope they find the guy. My husband's gonna take the drive the car to work. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, like, Quint, can you can you like just like get a different job in a hospital in New Jersey? <laughs> just like uh, go like just become just, like a why tech. don't you guys just move to Maryland? We just <laughs> if our legislature just passed you know, made it even more easier to get abortions. <laughs> so unlike the other other states, we are so far we we are, we are heading the most progressive state. <laughs> more than New Jersey? <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't you have so. a Republican? No, we got Bill Murphy. Yeah, yeah, we have a Democrat. We have a Republican. You have a Republican. You yeah, just have a progressive Republican. Republican. Like, yeah, he is not really Republican. <laughs> Well, he's a, he, you know, he's like a rare find. Yeah, he's a rhino. He's, he's a white rhino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a, what's his name? He's like a yeah. Romney Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I, I think that I'll just need to calm myself down a little bit. Yeah, I just kept I checking in with him and, and every time he would tell me like, everything is fine. I just respond back, okay, exclamation mark. 
<laughs> and you could just tell I was like panicking. <laughs> Did you give him a big sloppy kiss when he finally got home? Maybe. <laughs> no, I was at karate with my kids yeah. when he came home. <laughs> and then I came home and he was taking a nap because he's fasting. Yeah. And so I didn't even I didn't even talk to the man until like 730. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad he's home and he's safe. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. too. So uh, hopefully they find out who the dude is so Ugh, we can, so you know, too. move on with our lives. <sighs> okay. Let's move to Hamptons. Let's move to the Hamptons. <laughs> um, let's move to Lindsay having the best summer of her fucking life. Okay? <laughs> Can't you tell how happy I am by yeah, how much I am screaming right now? Yeah, and she has a flavor of the week, flavor of the day. Uh, His name is Ahmed. Yeah, I looked and, him up. Yeah, and you, you want to know something about him? Yeah, I looked oh, him up on let's, Instagram. Yeah, tell me everything about him. Okay, it, nothing of note except for the fact that in his Instagram bio, uh-huh. Ahmed is in ice hockey coach. <laughs> what? <laughs> What minute. is it with Bravo and ice hockey coaches? <laughs> don't know. But if he is an ice hockey coach, he's almost perfect for Lindsay. Like she has to be dealt with like like her even her accusations, her fights, everything is like, what have you done? You didn't even say bye to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, it was a version of the sandwich fight. Yeah. Yes, it was her this season sandwich fight. Was you didn't even say bye. I invited you to my beach what? picnic, <laughs> and he's like, "If you're going to, if you stop railing against me and you just calm down, I'll talk to you." And then he come. I was surprised that when she calmed down, he calmed down too. <laughs> Lindsay has a way with men. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, he was like, "That's." Okay, so that's what happened, babe. And he was like so calm about it. <laughs> and I noticed this this episode. They brought Alex in, but I feel like they brought Alex in because Luke wasn't there, and they knew Andrea was going to cry, so they needed somebody <laughs> to be there. To okay, calm. so first of all, Luke wasn't there. They didn't. They didn't talk about how Luke wasn't there. Nothing. Like no, they did. Luke? Nothing. They said Luke is out. He's away. Oh, Luke is out. Yeah, he's. Yeah. That's all they said. They didn't say anything. But Alex, when they brought him in, he's like. He, there he is back here he is and he's going back to the Hamptons but it was they made it sound like he wasn't there the previous week but yes. he, was. he was I think what they were saying was they were going back to the Hamptons finally after the storm yes so that's what they meant but they made it they edited it to look like wait he wasn't yes. there and that's why we didn't show you yes. Alex but he was there <laughs> I almost, I almost thought for a second, did they make Alex and Andrea film that just so they could justify cutting Alex? I have no idea, but them trying to gaslight us uh-huh. into thinking that Alex is not there is bullshit. Like, especially when Alex has commented on our post, <laughs> yes. like he literally commented on your post on our page and said that he was right there and he did all the cleaning too <laughs> he did cooking and cleaning 
This guy. Okay. Make it sound like he was on a. He was like visiting his family or something. <laughs> okay. I think that it is a great feat that we should talk about, which is the fact that Alex came in and we were like, "Who the fuck hired this guy? Who is he? Yeah. He's so boring." Yeah. So then he disappeared, and we were we got so intrigued. We were like, "Where did the boring guy go?" Yeah. It's not necessarily because he brought something amazing to the table. No. It's just the fact that we were like, where's the boring guy that we make fun of? To the point. (laughs) And they gave him extra scenes with Andrea, comforting (laughs) Andrea. They gave him an extra scene I'm sure would have have ended up on the cutting floor otherwise. But they gave him a scene with Kyle. Kyle talking about how much Alex has opened up this summer, how much he has done. And they... Flashback to the one conversation they showed at the beginning of the season where he said what he ate for for breakfast. That was the one conversation they showed. That was it. I <laughs> kind of what is you long game? Up so much. Yeah, what is the game here? Like, what is happening? When we, what are the editors thinking? I feel like the editors thought he's so boring. We're just going to edit him out of the show. Yeah. And then we're just never going to bring him back. But then they noticed how people on... You can't do that to Bravo people. It's kind of like how you showed us the inside of Mary Cosby's hoarding right. house. And then you never showed us what the what end happened. She end was doing was. a reno. And then you never... You never close that loop. <laughs> we need That's, to close loops. I still wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that. But that <laughs> loop wasn't closed. That Mary, We never knew what happened to Mary's grotesque green lights that she was trying to change with her cousin Joe or whatever. And then he was she was getting rid of all the stuff. She was getting organized. She was going to get rid of all of the clothes in her bedrooms. And we never saw any of it. None of it. None of it. And I still wait. I'm still waiting for it. I need... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Netflix show that they have to do about home and organized or something like that. Just show Mary Cosby cleaning out her shit. It, yeah. it could be a three-parter. You know how there's like sleep paralysis demons? Mm-hmm. Like sleep paralysis happens where like you're just like laying in bed and you can't move your body because your body is going from like sleep mm-hmm, to awake. Mm-hmm. It's a condition that happens to some people. I Like it's kind of like our very our own version Mm -hmm. of sleep paralysis, Mm -hmm. except for in our mind, Mm -hmm. we're waiting, we're waiting in our minds to see the end product of Mary M. Cosby's closet. Yes. And it never comes. We're paralyzed. We're stunted in, in a, in a time loop. Yep. (laughs) Nobody is here to help us. No one is rolling the rest of the team. It was like it never, they're trying to make it seem like that never happened. That, that particular, those particular scenes didn't happen. Those, minutes of my life did not happen that's what bravo is trying to do to me and those were there they were real you know minutes of my life and i want them back and similarly with alex bravo is so aware that people started clamoring about him that yesterday the bravo twitter page said alex alex is back or something like that Mm -hmm. and i was like what newbie has ever gotten a dedicated post about their appearance on the show, it's only yeah. been Alex. Yeah. So I feel like I do feel like Bravo tried to cut him out, and then they were like, "We can't because our viewers care too much." Like they were relying on our stupidity, where we forget from week to week that Kyle and Amanda uh-huh. are maybe not in a miserable relationship. Yeah. That's that's what they were relying on. But right, people care too much about Alex. 
somehow for some reason. Why though? Even I, I don't even know why I care about him either. I only care about him because I care about what is Bravo trying to do here. Exactly. I'm like, you guys are sneaky fucks. What are you trying yes. to do with Alex? Yes. Did you not pay him? What happened? Yeah. Are you trying to send him to the basement with pickles? Pickles <laughs> disappeared too, remember? <laughs> yes, of course yeah. I remember. Yeah. Pickles, <laughs> jewels from Summer House, Alex. Where are they? They're all disappearing. Well, Alex mm-hmm. is back anyway. Alex is back. Alex comes back. Everybody's going to the Hamptons. And Lindsay has a flavor of the week. Name Ahmed. Ahmed is best friends with Oliver, who is mm-hmm. Maya's significant other. Apparently, Maya and Oliver are still yeah together. She, yeah, we they were. Did we ever uh, correct ourselves and apologize? No, we didn't. Let's, did let's all that, do all that. I know we start. did to each other. But. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. So previously on our podcast, we mentioned how we saw how we saw. You all know we saw Luke. We met Luke at the Crappens show. And we saw Luke cuddling up with a hot black woman. Yeah. And I'm not going to. This was before the show aired, too. So that's No, no. This was after the show aired. No, there were a couple of episodes. No, this was before the show aired. Babe, there were a couple of episodes already. Because you turned to me and you said, that's the new girl. That's Maya. And I said, no, it's not. I hadn't watched the show by then, but I had watched Watch What Happens Live, and he had been sitting with somebody, and they said it was on Instagram. Somebody said that that was Maya, and he was yes. holding her hand. And yeah, so, so he had her, been on Watch What Happens with Maya, yeah, yeah. and and so we just, but it, okay, not that it makes it any better, but yeah, there were several people in the audience that were sitting with us that were like, "Oh, that's Maya. She's yeah. snuggling up with Luke." Yeah. And we have consistently since then assumed so. Didn't bother to go and check Luke's Instagram or Maya's Instagram or anything. Just assumed and then ran with it and then mentioned it multiple times. But a listener reached out to us and apparently Luke posted a picture like three days after the Crappens show with another girl named Jordan. Uh And I will say if you go to Luke's profile and you just are looking at the grid view – where you see that girl's picture with Luke, Jordan's mm-hmm. picture with Luke, and then right under is Luke with Maya at Watch What Crap it, what, uh, at Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. You can see the similarities in the girls' faces. Also, the the arena was dark. I'm just gonna say I like, feel really just shitty. Like we are just yeah, yeah. We just made a f- complete fools of ourselves, and we apologize. Like so stupid, so stupid. And I didn't want to say this for her because I was like, the bottom line I don't want to just we just jump to conclusions. Yeah, we jumped <laughs> anyway. So Maya and Luke aren't together, but that girl Jordan was really snuggled up with Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So so now uh, she is still with Oliver. She is with Oliver. Uh-huh. Um, and Oliver is bringing his the kudos to Danielle because this is almost a year now. Yeah. So Danielle did a good match. He did. It is almost yeah. a year, but it makes me nervous for Maya because she went from being in a five-year engagement mm-hmm. to like not really dating guys mm-hmm. to dating one guy mm-hmm. and now being with that guy for almost a year. I get the concern. Hey, in, in the end, if it works out, it works out. It doesn't matter. I know. I get I yeah. think what that's exactly what Maya was worried about, which is like yeah. I think that she's probably – she probably either is too awkward – 
to like just go on several dates mm-hmm. and she would prefer to just be comfortable with the person and then just like be with them all the time. And I mm-hmm. get that because I think yeah. I'm the same way. I don't know how to date people. I've never dated anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just like – I just dated my friends. Same way too. Yeah. I probably I, dated the same way when I did. Yeah. I would just like <laughs> be friends with guys mm-hmm. and then – one of the guys would like me and I would like them back. And then we would like be boyfriend and girlfriend for a couple of months. And then we'd be like, this isn't working out. And then that was it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally married my friend from the age of 16. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how to date people. So I get that that's like Maya's concern. Um, But more importantly, this is the pipeline to Ahmed, who is the pipeline to Lindsay losing her mind, Mm -hmm. which is the most important part of the show. What do you think about Paige and Sierra's reaction to Lindsay wanting to fuck whomever? I don't know why they are so bothered. I mean, they are the younger ones, too. They should be the ones that are cooler about. And I don't know why they are acting like me. Like, why are they acting like me, like an auntie? And say, why does she have a different man every day, every month, every week? Why is she being so... Um, intense about it but that's when Lindsay keeps saying that's me that's me I have talked to my therapist my therapist have talked me through this I am that that is who I am I'm just an intense person and this is how I jump into relationships there's nothing I'm going to change about it I don't understand why Ahmed is the person that they're upset about when Lindsay literally fucked another guy the day where Sierra was upset that Lindsay was making out with Austin yeah, she I made mean, out with Austin. Yeah. Then she slept with somebody else. Right. That is how little she cared about what no, she did. They are with adding him to the tally too. They're saying there's Austin, there's Luciano, there's Ahmed, and maybe there's another guy in the middle. She's. They are like, why is she jumping from guy to guy to guy? And they think that's a bad thing. But this is what her intentions were. Yeah. And she's open about it. And it's, it's very slut shaming. So yeah. Why it's very you... weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like Paige and Paige especially. I'm going to talk about Paige for a second because obviously mm-hmm. Paige has known Lindsay longer than Sierra. Right. But Paige has always viewed Lindsay as like, oh, this like weird older woman. Like right. there's this weird thing always of like assuming the worst of Lindsay because she, it's almost like to some degree they assume the worst of her, but at the same time they have very high expectations of her because she's older. They also like don't understand her because she's older. It's very strange. Yeah. Like la- like two years ago. Yeah, it was last year where yeah. they were like, oh, is pay- is Lindsay hooking – did Lindsay have sex with Luke? Mm-hmm. And Lindsay got really upset because it's like you can't just say stuff like that about me if I'm not the one that's saying that stuff right. about myself. And right. in this regard, it's like so... Especially because then she was in a relationship with Stravi. Yes. So, so she it's like, got upset at that because, time, more because of that. Exactly. So to you think... You thought so low of her that you believe some fake Instagram psychic mm-hmm. that Lindsay would have cheated on her boyfriend and slept with Luke and then lied about it to everybody. Right. And then you also are now judging her for hooking up with other people. And Sierra keeps saying like, oh, it hurts me. Like it's so disrespectful to me and like it's so dismissive to me. I'm sorry. Like that's where Sierra loses me. I have no idea what it has to do with her. (laughs) It has literally nothing to do with her. I get that she was upset about Austin, Mm -hmm. but Lindsay made it very clear. 
Austin and I are like this. We've always been like this. We care about each other. I like him. He likes me this way, but that's it. Like if you are upset, be upset with Austin, but it's almost like Sierra is mostly upset with herself. And rather than dealing with her own shitty feeling of like, here I was crying about a guy who didn't even like me. And then I screamed at this other girl who didn't even like that guy. Mm -hmm. And now this other girl is coming off like the cool chick who's fucking whoever. And now I look stupid. And rather than dealing with the fact that it's her own actions that are making her look stupid, she'd rather still be mad at Lindsay, Mm -hmm. which is like ridiculous. It's also the dumb shit that girls do in their 20s. Right. So I, of all the people, they sh- they should understand this part of Lindsay, right? But they expect because she's older, they expect her to behave a certain way. And so they're trying. She is, if she doesn't behave like an older person, then they get upset with it. They think that she's behaving badly. But if she does behave like an older person, then they will call her stuck up. Because she's yes. not letting them be themselves, right? Exactly. So it's yes. like it doesn't matter either way. They just don't like Lindsay and they're, they're like projecting their own insecurities on Lindsay. And yes. it's, it's, it's kind of funny to watch. And I'm glad Lindsay doesn't let that phase her at all. And I'm glad Danielle clocks them every time they do that. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I do. I Well, Lindsay doesn't let it it phased her uh, to a point. To a point. Because at some point you're like, okay, I come here on the weekends to have fun and now you're not letting me have fun. That's where Lindsay gets irritated with them. And I think also like to Lindsay's, in Lindsay's defense, it's like the entire show, Summer House, like that's why she kept saying like, do you think this is my first summer where I did this? Like, Mm -hmm. this is who I am. How many summers have you been here with me that like you don't know that this is how I function all the time? Right. Right. This is how I do it. So I I get, like, her concern of, like, why does this suddenly matter? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why does it suddenly matter? Um, this conversation happens between Kyle and various people. I think Kyle and Carl, mm-hmm. while Amanda's having a similar conversation with Paige about the prenup. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Amanda is very mistaken on how much money she thinks that Kyle has mm-hmm. versus how much risk she's taking on by yeah. being married to a guy who's a businessman or an entrepreneur. Right. She right. keeps reading this thing about like, oh, the investors, the investors, the investors. So I think she thinks that there's a lot more money to be had, which there might be. No. So but even like, if it's like 200000 that has gone into this business, right, from the yeah. investors – the investors want to be paid out first if the company tanks. Yes. If the company does well, obviously, by legal standards, by their legal agreements, they will be paid out first. Yes. But when a company tanks, then it's debt that they have to go after. Yes. And when they go after the debt, sometimes if you don't, if if the ownership of the company is not properly decided upfront then Amanda could claim on even if there's like $10 left, Amanda could get five of that dollars because, because of her marriage and the, um, the investors don't get any money out of it. So the investors are going to make sure that that part of, if there is 
family involved. They're going to make sure that the agreements are very clear as to the ownership and what happens when a company dissolves, right? So that's the part that they want to clarify. And that comes with the prenup because this is a marriage relationship. It's not a sibling relationship. So there has to be a prenup of sorts. And it actually protects Amanda. It gives her more leverage. And this would be a great time for her to even negotiate more ownership of the company based on whatever equity, whatever, um, you know, blood, sweat and tears she might have put into the company. She just doesn't understand any of that. She doesn't understand what leverage she has right now. And it's crazy because uh, Taria pointed this out. Mm-hmm. Amanda made Amanda and her parents made Kyle sign a document That's true. that That's true. said if you get blackout drunk again and we have to cancel the wedding, you have to pay for all of that stuff. You have to pay yeah. my parents back. So Amanda, you've already taken action that would protect right. you and your family right. in case you guys split up. So you yeah. so have already anticipated- planned a divorce. Yeah, planned a divorce. You have considered a divorce. You have considered a situation of this sort. Yeah, you've so. already considered these things. Also, similarly, why are you so upset about Kyle saying, let's have a plan for what happens if we get a divorce, and then at the same way say, if you ever leave me, I'm taking half. Yeah, It's the same thing. You've it's already got a plan in your mind. Day. Yeah, you have a yeah. plan in your mind. When you think of him cheating, which would be the reason you leave him, you get angry enough to demand half of it. Yes. He's saying, even when I'm not cheating, let's just put it on paper that you get half. Why can't you just have it, put it on a paper? I yeah. just don't understand her mentality. Unless she wants... She's using that as a leverage to get whatever she wants out of Kyle because he's going to get desperate to get her to sign and yeah. if she keeps refusing. And maybe that's how she's trying to get more. But I don't see her being smart enough to do that either. So I don't know. I think she's not. She just doesn't understand what that means. I know. I know. And hopefully next episode when like her parents get involved and are mm-hmm. like sitting and explaining it to them that there's yeah. a better understanding. But we know that there was no prenup. There wasn't? Mm-mm. <gasps> okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. If I were an investor and I've watched their volatile relationship play out on TV all these years. I would take my money and go. I would take my money out before they got married. <laughs> like this is not going to end up well. No, not at all. Yeah. Now, this Paige and Andrea thing. Mm-hmm. Andrea's been crying now for two episodes, three episodes, mm-hmm. about this girl, Lexi, who apparently he's with now. Yeah. Wonderful. But he's been crying about her for three episodes. And this episode, they sit and they're all talking about it. And he says, there was a girl and I was with her. And then when Paige and I were going to be back in the house... I broke up with her because I just wanted to see, like, have fun over the summer. But then I realized I'm not having as much fun. So Mm -hmm. I decided to get back with her and she wants nothing to do with me. Paige is really pissed Mm -hmm. because she's mad because she says that she feels used. I think Paige is reading it as I broke up with Lexi because I wanted to see what would happen. I think Paige is reading it as Lexi broke up with him. And then he was going to hook up with Paige to to try to use that to get back with Lexi. Or like, I think Paige is also thinking of it as like, 
Um, if he you was weren't really she, interested in me. If you were so much in love with her, why did you come on strongly? But then why did you hook up with Craig? Yeah. Yeah, and, and her your being like... response to him coming on to you is your response page. It's not yeah. his it's responsibility. Not. Exactly. And then for yeah. her to be like, oh, I almost considered stopping talking to Craig. But you didn't. But you, you didn't. didn't. But, but you didn't. So why are you making... But if you had, maybe yeah. it would have been different. Who knows? You don't know what would have happened. And also... Again, that's your decision to make. Andrea is right in saying, when you went with Craig, I did not make a big deal about it. And I want you to not make a big deal about this. We both tried to get back together and we couldn't. And I realized what a big mess I had made. And I'm going back to that. So he is rightly pointing out that I didn't make a big deal when you went with Craig. And I don't want you to make a big deal of me feeling for another girl right now. Andrea says something, which is like, he says, you know, I feel upset because Craig was my best friend in in, in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And then he started hooking up with you and nobody even said anything to me about it. Yeah. And it was super hurtful. Yeah. And Paige is like, well, you've only known, you knew Craig for like two months. I've known Craig for three years. And I was like, huh, interesting how that mm-hmm. logic didn't yeah. apply when talking yeah. about Sierra, Austin, and Lindsay. Right. Hmm. Right. That's weird, Paige. And, and um, what Andrea is pointing out is true because Andrea came in and and Paige was his his buddy at, in the house. Yes. He's not close to Kyle. He's not close to Lindsay. He's not clo- close, close to um, the older people in the, in the mm-hmm. house. He's close to the young ones. What he's saying is, once I wasn't, you weren't interested in me, you guys dropped me. I was just on the sidelines. I wasn't, nobody was, nobody was even checking on me to see if I was okay. Yeah. Like there was, I didn't have a friend is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, they all don't see their own double standards or hypocrisy ever but it really bothered me that somehow them getting upset with Andrea about the timeline being a little hazy between Lexi and Paige which is fine that's a good enough reason to like be annoyed with Andrea to then that being used as a reason to get mad at Lindsay and talk about Lindsay and who she's hooking up with and like why do you think that you can just like kiss whoever and make out with whoever like don't you realize feelings are involved well Paige, the same again could be said for you. Yeah. You're lucky that the guy that you like likes you back. But yes. if Craig wanted nothing to do with her and then Andrea in the meantime said, Paige, I can't do this. I'm really in love with Lexi. You would have been mad. Then yeah. suddenly would have been like, oh, these men are trash and it's so bad. But you made a choice, No, Paige. Andrea so- could be right now, instead of crying about Lexi, he could be sitting there crying about the fact that Paige went with Craig. But I think that's what Paige wants. Yeah, I think that's what Paige. But that's wants. what I mean. That yeah, Paige, she's upset. So she's just upset that he's upset about somebody else. Yes, and, of course. But the point is that Paige w- could have actively hurt him as well. She wasn't thinking about how Andrea exactly. felt when she went with Craig. But that's my point. It's like Paige got to make out with two guys mm-hmm. over the summer. She came mm-hmm. in all oh, I'm a woman who can do whatever. Hooking mm-hmm. up with Andrea and with Craig and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She was all about it. Why is it wrong for Lindsay to do that? Is it because Lindsay's having sex with them? 
Yeah. Is that what's that what's upsetting you? Oh, that's too much for you, Paige. Yeah. Like that is yeah. that's too much of it's crossing the line. Though, and remember? that shit that that's why shit she got brought though. Oh yeah, exactly. She that's a brat though. Yeah. Yeah. That's Paige's like bizarre old school, like conservative, like great. Go to Charleston, go to Southern Charm. You'll fit there great with your ass backwards views on what women should be doing with their body. Yeah. Now and do ha- I think But Hannah and her old man having sex in everybody else's bed and all over the place was fine. Yeah. While crying about Luke hooking up yeah, with other Yeah, Going women. into other people's bedroom and having sex was fine. Disgusting. That was, that was funny. Now, I will say about Lindsay, though, Mm -hmm. do I think that Lindsay is hooking up with people to uh, ignore some other deep feeling that Mm -hmm. she has? Of course. Yeah. But this is how she's healing. Yeah. And and, and I understand that um, Amanda notices it and wants to talk about it, but Lindsay will never talk about it in front of everybody She's not going to talk about that. And she's not going to talk about it when you bring it up in such an antagonizing way when you're shitting on Andrea and then looping Lindsay in into that yeah. conversation. Yeah. It doesn't – that's not a place that's of That's a very sensitive topic to talk about. Miscarriage is such a painful experience for – and such a personal experience for all women to go through. I still mourn the miscarriages that I've had and I still yeah. mourn those babies. And it's such a horrible thing to go through. This is something you talk about in private. You could have a scene with Lindsay separately talking about it at a different time when she's feeling, you know, ready to do that. But not at a vineyard where everybody's drinking and you're having, she's there to have fun. And all of a sudden now you're making it all about you, all about your concerns. For Lindsay... I think it would have been another thing if, like, Amanda the the next morning went to Lindsay's room and was like, "Hey, how are you doing? I'm sorry that shit happened with Ahmed. Like, do you mm-hmm. want to talk about it? Are you okay? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. what Lindsay wants. But instead, yeah. what Lindsay gets is everybody yelling at her when she's already drunk about mm-hmm. you're hooking up with too many people and maybe you should like reconsider your approach with men. Right. That's not it. I do love when when she Carl asked, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And Danielle was like, well, why are you asking if she's okay? And Carl yeah. was like, because she's my best friend and I want to know if she's okay. Like, no, it wasn't Danielle. I think it was um, – I thought it was Sierra who said, why are you asking her but not me or something of that sort. So he was like, because she's my best friend. That's Oh, why. is that – yeah. Yeah, I thought it was somebody else. It wasn't Danielle. I don't think so. But it was a girl. <laughs> they were, yeah. And he was like – he was like surprised that the question was even asked. He's like, because she's my best friend. That's why I'm asking her if she's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I, I was so proud of Carl though in this episode. The fact that he decided that you no know, his sobriety was more important and um uh, even though McKinsey was a perfectly nice person, he said no, moved on. And the fact that he said, I'm back to meditating, I'm back to doing my exercise, and uh, now I feel grounded. I feel like I have some sense of control. I thought that yeah. was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I just love Carl so much I now. I just love him so much. <laughs> to think that we, were, we, I did not like him at all the first two, three years of the show. To think that we love him so much, and he's going to end up being with the most volatile person on this episode. Isn't that? Isn't that true? <laughs> I don't know. I feel what a like I do worry about that because of her that her being volatile will stress him out. <laughs> it stresses me out. 
Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Candy and the gang. <sighs> you know what I love about this show? Yeah. It's just like hijinks and antics. Mm-hmm. Like there's not <laughs> – I'm just like giggling the whole time. The whole time. And I love the way it's produced. I love the little – quips that the producers put up when the little uh you know chirons that go up i just love everything he's like okay suspect number one yes <laughs> number two shandrika at the end being like i am my own snitch <laughs> suspect number five she's like who else <laughs> like and then the producers put up her picture <laughs> It's you. <laughs> I love it. I love that like they forced these people who are sitting around making decisions about the kitchen to go in the back and cook. I favorite. love that. I love that when Torin comes to talk to Chandrika, she she's at the at the hostess stand. She's like, ah, oh, I'm tired of hosting anyway. Let's go out and talk. And then they show a guest arrive and just stand there waiting to be seated. <laughs> waiting to be seated. Okay, I also no, was thinking that the Chiron says no empty hostess death. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, by the way, this shows to me, this television show shows me just how much fucking money Candy Burris has. Candy has so much money that she does not mind putting this nonsense on national television about a restaurant that, like, is under her, like, empire. She's right. like, what I, I wonder yeah, if, like, one. I don't I care. wonder if you go to Blaze or some other uh, one of her other restaurants, and it's like a completely different experience, much high end, very well run, and all of yes. that. And this is the messy one that she just wants to have fun with. She's just like, put all the interesting characters into this one restaurant, let them all butt heads, and we'll just watch and have fun. <laughs> yes, I feel like that's what this is. It's almost yeah. like her like entry level restaurant right it also because like and this this episode they're like coming up with their barbecue sauces and their spicy seasoning blends like like i don't think i don't think their intention with the olg restaurant is like to it to have this be this like long-standing place that stays forever i think they're like oh we're gonna make a brand out of these women these people and then we're gonna sell the brand that is olg this is gonna be like what is it what's the restaurant that um Giselle's ex-husband got the the kids. Oh yeah, what was that called? It was I like forget. a I don't know. It was like a like a Sizzlers or whatever. Yeah. Like I think like that's what Todd's intention is to like just package this crazy brand yeah. and then just sell it across OLG the nation. Is all about the brand. So many things jumped out on this exp- in this episode. One, Melvin the chef saying, "Eighty percent of OLG's food is deep fried." <laughs> I know he said like it. If the fries. fryers go down, the, we cannot do anything. About, we cannot put out food if the fryers go down. Which, as soon as he said that, I was like, I gotta go there. Uh, I was just imagining the smoke and the oil. I the love smells. it. Oh my god, I love it. It's my dream. <laughs> When I was younger, when I was, can I tell you something? When I was younger, I used to think to myself, (laughs) what? Why are you laughing? What happened? This is so ridiculous. Not even that young. I'm going to say I was like 19. But when I was like 19. When you were almost an adult. Yeah. (laughs) A young adult. (laughs) 
<laughs> in college. And you know, you would like think about like when I have a dream house, like what kind of things. And I would always say like, oh, I want a really nice kitchen. Like I mm-hmm. want a really, really nice kitchen because I love to cook. You wanted a deep fryer. I love food. I wanted a stove that had a deep fryer. But like not just a regular deep fryer, like a really nice big like deep fryer. Industrial deep fryer. Like an industrial deep fryer in it. Uh-huh. That's why What kind and, of a 19-year-old dreams invented, these things? And then God up. invented air fryers. Now you can have that. I know. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. No, you cannot do the you know, you cannot do the pakores with the no, gravy No, I've all tried. That. Yeah. I've cannot. tried to make pakore in the air fryer, mm-hmm. and my mother-in-law is like, this is, what is this? This is like just a clump of basin. Yeah. Yeah, it's it not doesn't fry through. Some things yeah. need to be fried. Honestly, even air fried french fries are not good. No, they're only good right away if you eat them. Like, Immediately. Yeah. Right after. What right they're after good the for thing. is like, I, I do paneer. Like, okay, I do paneer. It comes out really well. And I do anything that's frozen, like a frozen yeah, spring like an rolls, egg roll or frozen, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kinds of things. That's a good, quick way of getting it done for the kid when she comes from school. You know why the frozen stuff is always so good? Mm-hmm. Is because frozen stuff is already fried and once. Once, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They fried it. You're they just browning it. it. Yeah, yeah, you're just browning it. You're just defrosting it. Basically. Yeah, you're defrosting and browning it. That's yeah, it. yeah, um, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was funny. Then <laughs> they talk about um, <laughs> they talk about the the brands, and I I love that every time the three OLGs, the OGs of the OLG, walk yeah. in. I love how everybody in the restaurant, all the employees, treat them. They treat them like yes. queens. Yes, like, they are so lovely to all three old ladies, and they're so. Um, they do anything that they want. They treat yes. them like really like queens walking in through the through the restaurant, which is yeah. I can see how they feel such a sense of pride. Of the, uh, the the OLGs feel such a sense of pride because when they walk in, it's their kingdom. <laughs> yeah, and they're there all the time. They right. are there. They love that place. <laughs> Um, but I do love that while they were doing this kitchen thing, I think Mm -hmm. it was Aunt Nora or Aunt Bertha that was Bertha was the Bertha was the kitchen manager, and she was just like, "I'm gonna go have a smoke break. I gotta go have a cigarette." And they're like, "Where is Aunt Bertha?" And they're like, "I think she went for a no." But she started up saying, "I'm the manager. I'm the manager." She took on the manager (laughs) mantle. She kept saying, I'm the manager. She's the manager. She ate in the kitchen, which you're not supposed to do. And then she took, for a one-hour shift, she took a 15-minute smoke break. Yeah. <laughs> and she almost beat up like, a producer. So so basically, <laughs> Todd was given the job. Todd was, basically, they wanted to tell show Todd how hard the work in the kitchen was, essentially. So they the first job he was given was to peel eggs. Boiled eggs and chopped them in half. And then Nora walks over and says, Give me half an egg. I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> and yeah. everybody starts yelling at her, You can't eat inside the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, okay. I like the manager. She almost beat up a producer. Yes. <laughs> so because because Joyce was like, Was she touching your precious? And she goes, No, my precious are up front. I thought he was touching on my ass. <laughs> I love her. Uh, 
<laughs> she cursed him out too. She before. did. She cursed him out and then almost beat him up. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I do love I just I love how much Candy cares for these kids, but I love yeah. seeing her with Melvin and Patrick. Right? I love it. Like the way she gushes over Patrick, how he reminds her of her brother. Yeah. Like I just And Melvin, she's in tears when she talks about Melvin. She's in tears over him. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Candy be this emotional even about Riley. No. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because, I mean, no one's ever going to try to take Riley away from her. But I think, yeah. like, with Melvin, she really feels something. I love that. Um, I had to rewind it a couple of times and then put subtitles on because I was like, I have no idea what jo- jo- uh, Mama Joyce just said. But she says <laughs> something like, Todd is always trying to kick Melvin out because he always yeah. has a problem. But he knows that Candy would catch a bitch fit. If he ever tried to kick him out. And Melvin would beat his ass too because he's <laughs> he's actually a linebacker or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. love them. I love oh. just seeing Candy and like how much she cares about Patrick, about his relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to see Mama Joyce's butt. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Which, th- oh my God. Her thighs. She has zero cellulose. She's cellulite. Got- <laughs> cellulose. Cellulite. I'm like, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> She's um, I just assumed that was an Indian way of saying cellulite no, when you said it. I was like, I don't know, other- maybe that's how they say it no, internationally. That's cellulose is a botany <laughs> term. That's what you find in plants. Cellulite is what no, you find in No, She's in, in amazing shape for her to never have any work done. Oh my god, yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of weird to watch the butt rise in that section. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't understand the purpose of this. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, it feels like something that would deflate like immediately. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it looked but, painful. Yeah, but I did get troubled seeing that Brian is not actually fully sober. He's just like hard drugs yeah, and hard liquor, sort of sober. Yeah. He says he's saying all the right things when he talks about his sister and why he wants to be sober, but then he's not doing it right. Yeah, it is nice to see Don Juan like genuinely care for someone because I thought Don Juan just doesn't care about anybody. No, Don Juan was like he was again close to tears when he was talking about him. I want to know more about Don Juan though. I want to know about his personal life. I want to know who he is. I know. I know. Yeah, we don't know enough about him. What about him? Yeah, but I was also it was also um, Brandon. Brandon is that his name? Brandon, yeah. right? Brandon um, and um, Dom's uh, affair comes to light. Yeah, and Todd, per his usual way, decides this cannot happen anymore. They have to move. Yeah. But I was glad to see Don Juan talk about how he could not move the when there's a manager and um, uh, staff. He couldn't move the staff because they were, you know, that would be unfair for the staff member. Yes, he of was course. Like, no, the manager needs to move. Yes, to if the person location. who has more power can move, they yeah. should. It shouldn't be the I'm person so who's happy that he made. He, them for made it. Yeah. he specifically talked about it because oftentimes, even in the best HR situations, that's not how people talk about it. So was Todd Candy's producer in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, he was her they producer. Yes, and they were oh. they spent a lot of time on the Africa trip. That's where they got yeah. Mm. 
That, so was and he that's her boss? Quit. Technically, huh? He was her boss. Technically, technically, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess your producer is like your controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. Well, yeah, I love that show. I love but it then so Brandon and Dom decide they're um, just going to keep it on the down low. <laughs> they're just not going to give each other hugs at work. Enough. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like we're just going to not give each other hugs. Yeah, we just exactly. will make sure we don't get caught on camera anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The way the way that he told her, like, oh, it was on camera, I feel like there's other things that have happened in that room that they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. The look on their face. <laughs> <laughs> even when you even even when you told Chandrika it was you, you said it. I have it on camera. Let me show. Yeah, she's like, I think oh. she was like, oh. <laughs> she goes, oh yeah, yeah. That was the day of the meeting. That's like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, I know. I love them. I love that show. I'm just giggling the whole time. And I actually, I prefer this format where like. Not, you know, and I know a lot of people complained about Candy the Gang because they were like, oh, nothing happened. But I kind of love this like sort of silly format. I yeah. I don't always need problematic stuff or drama or any no, of that. I, sometimes already, I just want like, this. I'm, I, ha- I didn't watch New Jersey yet, but I'm already like sweating thinking about the fight and then we have to pick sides and who's right, who's wrong and all of the drama. Sometimes what you need is like, palate cleanser like candy and the gang yes and it was so nice i know that i like Porsche's show too because for very different reasons it was because Porsche, her you know all her shit just came out there and everybody her family was actually funny so that was funny to watch for those reasons but that was also a stressful show to watch this is truly a stress-free palate cleanser so I get so happy watching it. I would love for some of Portia's ex-employees to come in and work on this show. Mm. How fun would that be? That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were super funny people too. Hilarious people. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. We will talk to you on Saturday about New Jersey and OC. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Adedokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. 
Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. 